from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. What can I do? This week of Friday, July 5th, 2013, and this is the Relevant Podcast, an Independence Day celebration. We have officially blocked anyone from in the UK from receiving this episode. Yes. <laughs> and and <laughs> any any of the British colonies like Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah. Again. And Sorry, Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wasn't it Canada who sent us those really cool hats and the, yeah. the crackers and stuff? Yeah, but we can talk about them freely now because they can't hear this episode because right. it's our Freedom from no, Tyranny I episode. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the very lovely Calvin Kearley. Hi, you. To his right, Eddie New Podcast. <laughs> These yes. colors don't run. <laughs> <laughs> On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, the John A. Cuff of podcasting, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Nothing from John Acuff this week on that. I was waiting for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, nothing. Nothing. And uh, over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michaels. Namely. USA. <laughs> USA. When I was growing up, 4th of July was a bigger deal to me than Christmas. I just loved it, mainly because it involved homemade fireworks. Yeah, explosions in general. It's actually a pretty good holiday. Homemade fireworks? Wait, wait. Yeah, go back to, into that. Go back to the homemade aspect of these fireworks. Well... I don't know if I don't know if they're. I would say like Jerry rigged fireworks, maybe I more see. accurate. Well, like you know? taping together eight bottle exactly, rockets. Exactly, okay. making making kind of cool fireworks into awesome fireworks. <laughs> is, that, is that why they call you Jesse Four Fingers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all coming together. John Cup of fireworks. Total, total, total <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So so so, what would you do to Jerry rig? What what would be like? What's your most epic? Jerry rig. Well, our most epic one went wrong, and I think I've told the story before. Where we 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 it was it was when it was when I was really young, and we didn't have access to like bottle rockets and in M eighties and things. But we had uh, you know those little whipper snapper uh, uh, little deals. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They pop. You, you, you they throw pop them on and the they sidewalk. pop. It's yeah. like gunpowder and a little tissue paper. Right. Well. We had like a little mini mart that was in bike riding distance from the house. So me and my buddy had like forty dollars or some insane amount of money, considering they cost like seventy five cents for a pack, and bought all that we could. And we started meticulously. I mean, we were in his garage for you know about two, at least two hours, dropping it in, like undo, unwrapping each one and putting it into a coffee filter, like to make a, a super it, massive. Is it crazy the amount of time you have as a kid and, to do junk like that? And <laughs> What happened? Did it work? It, 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 it about right. an hour and a half, two hours into the project, I lost it blew up friend. in our face. Of course it did. <laughs> it was, I, I literally had a ringing in my ear for three days, and we were covered in like black stuff. And it's like, mm, it's the awesome. moment it's over, it was like total victory. Yeah. This yeah. is what we were hoping for. Like, I would have liked to see that, like, thrown against like a curb or something, but I at least got to see it blow up, even if it was just mere inches from my face. I, I told this too, but like, I, 
I uh, I tried to do the opener on July 4th one year. I tried to do the opener from Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, or maybe it was Lethal Weapon. Wait, no, it was Lethal Weapon 2, where there was like the slow uh, river of flame. You know what I'm talking about? Cool. Like that yeah. kind of slowly revealed itself. Yeah. So so on July 4th, I got the gas out, poured it all over our driveway, mm-hmm. and, and, and made a design. What was the design? Right. It was just like... Fleur de Lis. It was your name, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so It was Cameron USA, USA Cameron. It USA. actually probably was. Maybe it was like a, the Olympic ring. from space. Yeah. And, 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 and then I thought... You should say by, by driveway, you mean a football field. So, so I did this and I thought, oh, sure. You know, and then I'll light it on one end and the whole thing just... I mean, like, just Aww. the whole driveway caught on fire, like, in one second. It wasn't could you like. Tell, could, was your design at least? Could you no, tell? No, it had wasn't written? like. No, it seeped. You know, everything seeped. Yeah. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't like Lethal Weapon at all. <laughs> we had another incident one time where this was back when, like, we, we were first learning, like, the internet. And, and my, my buddy, like, went on some website that told him how to make well it said how to make <laughs> napalm oh wow no, man <laughs> you get arrested and so for we're like 12 <laughs> years old you know and, and and that sounds like a really cool prospect wait I, wait i think though, i just heard the nsa click yeah in. i would like to welcome okay. them to the relevant <laughs> podcast and they yeah okay and they clicked out there yeah. are there are so, so i'm not even sure as a 12 year old i even knew what napalm was other than like playing contra you know, Gosh, like I right. knew that like fueled oh, their their flame. Such a good game, addictive game. Oh, it was such a great game. You know, the the old uh, thirty lives overview for... side scroll. But so so anyway, all 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 it said on the internet was if you if you put styrofoam. If you, I shouldn't talk about the NSA. I, I don't know if you're gonna need to bleep this out, Chad. Because I'm yeah. about to let out a national security secret. Yeah, a weapon of mass destruction recipe. They said if you put styrofoam in gasoline. It'll like melt into this goo, yeah. and right. you can light it on fire. So anyway, we it, it worked, and, and you could like put it at the end of a stick and have like a torch. It wouldn't last that long, but at the end of the day of playing with it, we we had like a bowl of it left over, and we didn't know what to do with it, and, and we didn't want to leave it somewhere. I mean, you don't want to get caught with with napalm. So, <laughs> so my friend, <laughs> so it's the middle of the summer too, because right around the Fourth of July. So my friend just decided to dump it like in my side yard, and I'm like, dude, Matt. Oh. I was like, dude, there, I, there's like a, there's like little kids that live next door. We can't. We have to. We have to figure out something because they, they, if what if they get into that? So we we decided like the best option would just be to burn it off. Like Absolutely. to burn off of the pile right. of maple. Because in kid mm-hmm. logic, I mean, sure. it's your only option. Right. Yeah. At this point, it's already dumped on the ground. You know, a garden hose or throwing dirt over it would probably have done. But, you know, we decided that to, to throw a lit match on this pile of gasoline and styrofoam was the best idea. Yeah. So we do. And of course, there's massive flames going everywhere. Right, it's napalm. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so my buddy, my buddy panics. He instead of letting it burn off, which is the game plan, he panics and he runs over. And it's summer, so he's wearing like shoes, but he's wearing shorts, and he starts jumping on it to try to like put oh, out the flames. Friend. No, of no, course, no, no. this doesn't work. Wow. His shoe, no. the bottom of his shoes get melted. Yeah, but it eventually burns out. And, and it looks like he has like dirt all over his legs, uh, and he goes to brush off his legs from with with what looked like dirt. All the hair on his legs had been burned off. Awesome. He had to wear he had he wore jeans the next two weeks in the dead heat of summer, so his mom wouldn't find out about the napalm. <laughs> I've told all these stories. We've, we've told all these stories, but like I've I lit our backyard on fire yeah. once. I've lit woods on fire twice. I lit I lit a swamp water on fire. Which that's bur- impressive. That, that's that's what, <laughs> that was that was a gas bomb. 
And so I had buried a... Uh, That's technically yeah. a wildfire. So I, I had a soda can full of uh, gasoline, and I buried it. And I went back to the swamp area because everything was wet. And so if something went wrong, I figured it wouldn't... You know, it Wait, w- why did you bury it? Because I was going to do Kid special logic. effects. Kid logic So I buried so it, and I needed to get a wick down see, to it. Right? I didn't know. I thought you may have buried it for like survival purposes. No, I wanted to. I wanted no. to see the like the dirt explode. No, you know, yeah. yeah. Cap- so, Captain Camtastic has a plan. So, <laughs> so I wanted to see the dirt explode, and and and, and I did. I, hey, precaution! You go to the swampy part of the woods, clearly, because it's not dry. Right. Things won't yeah. burn up. And you don't want mom so, and dad to see it. Exactly. So, so I go back there. Put a wick in it. I dip uh, the wick all in uh, in, in gasoline, and, and and I light it. And and instead of dirt and mud flying everywhere like an explosion, uh, fiery hot. Uh, flaming gasoline flew everywhere, got in the swamp water, was burning on top of the water, and then burning up all the trees and vegetation as it slowly crept down wow. into the And are you just running at this point, or are you just oh, like, yeah, I'm gone. approving, yeah. nodding your head? So, your so I'm the crossed. guy who like is playing like <laughs> football at college in the quad and throw the ball too far and hit a girl, mm. and I run. Mm-hmm. Like I'm that guy. So when something goes wrong, like <laughs> I run. Just run. Yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, well, in that case, I hope you would. Not only for your own personal safety because you've lit a raging fire but also you could have gone to prison <laughs> it was our woods it was just, hey you remember I don't know who was telling me about this and I may be stealing this from a comedian so please forgive me but you remember uh, in elementary school like how many times you got told to stop drop and roll like yes. how many elementary yeah. school kids have caught on fire for that to make its way just around spontaneous the combustion like right. happens all the time who do you know caught on fire but like that was a real thing like I knew about a tornado drill and I knew what to do if I caught on fire but it was like it was, <laughs> Nobody? Okay. That's no. uh, uh, to this day I, I haven't that. stopped dropped and rolled. Yeah. No. I've never ever come close. <laughs> I your, I have, your I've friend on fire, but I've never stopped dropped and rolled. Thank God my friend didn't stop dropped and roll because it doesn't apply with napalm. You have not. I absolutely have caught on fire. I have lit my driveway <laughs> on fire. I've lit swamp water on fire. Of course I have been on fire. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to try? And 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 I would the the only way I could try this is if I had a, a built maybe Eddie, you can help me out. Yeah. <laughs> you can help me out with this because I would need a built in pool that I don't mind getting damaged. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to put like a waterproof, like GoPro camera, like under the water, mm-hmm. right? And then I want to figure out how I can light the surface on on fire the second that I dive into the pool. Absolutely, you know, like like yeah. Schwarzenegger style. Yeah, that's the dream. It, it, being being in the in the pool leak prevention business. Have you ever seen anything like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's more that's more common than you think. Yeah, it's like a month. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's no that's an easy yeah. fix. One hundred fifty dollars done. <laughs> <laughs> we got you taken care of. You just want to keep it above the tile line. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. It's all about the tile line. Yeah, that skimmer's going to be an issue, but we'll fix that. Jesse, I can help you light the pool water on fire. Mm-hmm. I have certain yeah. techniques. Yeah, well, maybe we can bury a uh, soda can full of gasoline somewhere really in, in the back corner of the deep end. This really is a Boys of Summer show. It? It's just all of us like Beavis and Butthead laughing about setting stuff on fire. Well, it's July 4th weekend. I mean, it's a yeah. long weekend. There's a lot yeah. of things happy, that will be exploded. Happy birthday, America. Yeah. Let's set it on fire. You're welcome. Happy birthday, America. I'm about to destroy my neighbor's pool <laughs> <laughs> while they're at work. Do, do, and pull do, a camera do, just do, get do, the heck do, out of there. Do, do, do. That's weird, man. Lightning struck your pool. Cool. Tried it. Yeah, totally weird. Yeah, we saw it. I saw it. Like a fireball just ignited the whole pool. Weird. I got a video weird. of it if you want to see it. <laughs> and on on July fourth, nonetheless. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Yeah. If you see what looks like a, a human figure that that also resembles me, 
diving into the pool. That's an anomaly. I don't know where that came from on the video. Oh, he's trying to save my GoPro. (laughs) That fell into the bottom of your pool right before the fireball. But but you'll notice that the tile line remains unsinged. You'll notice. It's a perfect line. Almost completely perfect. Listen, I I know a guy. 150 bucks. (laughs) Okay, you guys. What's the number one place where pool leaks occur? I'm just going to give you a trade secret. What's the number one place? Uh, The drain. Okay, that's your guess. What's your guess? The stairs. I was going to say stairs. The stairs. Okay, and then uh, <laughs> you're like you idiots. The stairs, Chad. Do you talk before in the during the show? It's only beginning and end. I you try talk not in the middle. To. Okay, I try not to. What do you think? <clears throat> um, I would say the uh, the one. shallow end. <laughs> well, Just well that's general. not fair. You, you got a whole hat. <laughs> the shallow. It's end. brilliant. That's I didn't know. I didn't know we could do it that way. It's in, brilliant. In the pool. <laughs> in the pool. I was going to say in the pool. In or around the pool it's area. The, it's the light, you guys. It's the light. Uh, the light. Oh, so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Here's a cord that goes... At, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. No, walk us through. I want to yeah, imagine this. Slowly walk us through a pool. Yeah. yeah, the light comes off. <laughs> okay. And it's no big deal, so you pull the light off, and the cord goes back into the back, and the cord has a little seal around it. Oh. That seal's going to get you. So it's yeah. no big deal. You just, so it's about a five-minute fix, but we charge pool owners about 400 bucks. Oh, no problem. That's just an industry <laughs> secret. Yeah. So that's, you, that's the, your pool tip of the week. A lot of people don't realize this. The pool leak detection business is a huge racket. <laughs> <laughs> it was started by the mafia. <laughs> they, it's they, basically a huge money laundering scheme. It is, it's basically for guys that just love to swim. You know what? Let's just go in their pool. For new if listeners. I swim, you mean stand in four feet of water. Yeah. With with fully hey. clothed. You almost got a spit take. I was like halfway into some coffee. You really? That was a good one. So, people who are confused, uh, Eddie... For quote unquote swim. Eddie, uh... <laughs> Eddie new podcast we learned a couple weeks ago. Uh, he in his previous careers... Uh, fixed pool leaks <laughs> for yeah. a brief while. So. Fixed pool leaks and fixed bad situations with mafia money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot happening with old Cuda. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so, so many nicknames. We have a wow. great podcast for you today, other than <laughs> despite, despite the, the intro. Yeah. <laughs> despite the intro. Uh, coming up later, we talk to actual famous people. We talk oh. to uh, Vampire Weekend coming oh, up later mm-hmm. on the show. Cool. Number one uh, album on Billboard charts uh, when they debuted a couple weeks ago. And yeah big deal They're on the cover of relevant they're too. getting a lot of press that's the number one album of the year already i've heard a lot of that yeah <laughs> i've heard i've heard relevant say that hmm. oh that's my, that might be where i heard it <laughs> yeah i've, I've, I've heard, heard it elsewhere. on the cover of a major magazine right now <laughs> yeah i've seen it <laughs> so stay tuned for that uh but up first your entertainment releases music coming out on friday july 9th the mother hips are coming out with behind behind beyond i have no you can, idea you can feel our minds churning yeah. where's the I, joke i have no idea if it's real but that that was just too good to pass the mother yeah. hips yeah so good the mother hips have you noticed this has got it's just it's getting me thinking when i the way that i hold my one and a half year old son and i've seen other dads hold their children this way you use your arm like when you hold them up you use your arm as kind of like a, a seat this is the way i've seen dads men hold children Women use their you don't, hips. You don't use father a, hips. Right. I, women use their hips as the seat mm-hmm. and, and put their arm around their backs. I don't have, have that. I just don't have hips. That's the problem. I mean, I guess I do anatomically. Well, but prop that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the child would slide down. Right. I'm just a big rectangle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> big rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> also coming out, Twin Peaks with uh, Sunken. Movie releases coming out on Friday, July 12th. Grown Ups 2. Yes, yeah. finally. Another travesty. Classic. Yeah. I, I have a feeling this the is going to be yes, The Godfather 2. I saw it. Two. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm a Kevin James fan, so yeah. I saw the first one, and it was 
It was so bad. Hmm. Was I saw a little on TV the other night. It was it was on, and yeah, I, was... I caught about ten minutes and was not impressed. Yeah, that was terrible. It's terrible. I, I, I too am a Kevin James fan, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that so... bit about he starts sweating when he's peeling an orange. That's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's how out of shape he is. Yeah, keep going. Other <laughs> other movies that are coming out. Also water. coming out, Pacific Rim. Uh, the I don't know big, robot apocalyptic alien stuff. thing. Yeah. Cool. There you go. That's it. We're in the thick of the summer season when Not you have much. grown-ups too and Pacific Rim as your only choices. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. You're listening to Papa. The song is Put Me to Work, which I have never, ever said to my Papa. <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Is, is that Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. Oh, God, that's Tearjerker. Oh, really yeah. sad song. Makes you think, doesn't that, guys? It's it real. Does. It's really real life. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard uh, Said the Whale with I Love You. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, so according to a new study that come, comes out of the UK, uh, picking a baby name can induce a lot of anxiety and regret. Um, they, they actually talked to th- uh, about 6,000 parents to try to get uh, an idea of, uh, of what the process of naming their child was before and after to, 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 to understand the psychology of, of picking a name for children. Now, uh, Eddie, Eddie you, your two daughters, their names were inspired... Did you say by C- the writing of C.S. Lewis? Yeah, I mean, mostly Lucy. Um, Eve, you know, they have daughters of Eve. Uh, Eve was just, you know, Eve. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was just always her right name. But uh, yes, it was. So so, so you went yes. with, with a classic. See, uh-huh. th- see, those names are, you know, are more t- The work of Lewis will be around for a long yes. time, and those names are very classic. Well, well, we had rules for our names. We had a rule for the kind of names we were picking. We wanted names that you could easily spell, uh, that couldn't be nicknamed. And uh, that everybody knew the name, but didn't know anybody with that name. See, see that that's one of the first things that they found is that uh, one in twenty, so about a five percent of parents are forced to reconsider. Well, they say they're forced to reconsider because they say someone else that they know stole their their baby name, like the George Costanza Seven incident. <laughs> but I don't. So that, but we, that was a genuine concern of yours. Yeah. We, well, no, no, no. It wasn't that we cared like, oh, nobody in our circle has a kid with the same name. But we like, like, you know, that there are a million, like I only knew one Henry and now I know a ton of kids named Henry, right? Yeah. We wanted and, a name that yeah. was kind of like. Henry Huggle Monster <laughs> on that new show on Dis- Disney Junior. You I don't never, watch it? I don't watch that. Sorry, man. I really want to join with you on this. Henry Huggle Monster. Cool. It's very popular. It's it a good sounds show. cool. A late entry for nickname. I've kind of got my one and a half year old into Mad Men. He likes the shapes. Also, the heavy smoker. (laughs) Yeah, I'm smoking like scotch. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, one in ten say that they privately fear that they've given their name, their child, an embarrassing name for life because at the time they thought the name was was trendy. So if you named your kid like Cullen or or Surrey or Apple, did you just say Cohen? Cullen. Cullen. Oh, Oh. like like Edward Cullen. (laughs) I I was about to punch you in the mouth. (laughs) <laughs> no, Cohen's a really unique name, and, and 
I don't know that I know any other Coens. Exactly. Yeah. Like my brother is named Chumbawamba, and they regret that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so cool in the 90s. But he got knocked down a lot. Yeah. yeah. And if there are any Cullens. But he gets back up. <laughs> I apologize, but it He's is. He's very trendy. resilient. Yeah. So what other, old, yeah, what other names Chumb- do you hate that you'd like to say in old, front of thousands of people? Old Chumbawamba. He's very resilient. He gets up again. He's a friend of uh, Sugarloaf, I think. Um, <laughs> Sugarloaf Do you think that uh, North West will hate oh her name? Gosh. Or is it a boy or a girl? I, don't, I, I don't really know about this. I much. think it's a girl. It's a possibly asexual baby, the West <laughs> baby. <laughs> but do you think North, like, is that going to be embarrassing at some point? You would think so. I think North is a little bit of a rad name, though. I There's a lot of cool celebrities that kind of have, like, weird it's names t- for their children. It's tough to say, though. It's like, hey, North. North. I mean, it's just like. Wasn't it, but yeah. it, am I wrong or was that not a Elijah Wood movie when we were kids? It 100% yeah, was. It was. Okay, See, I would have so. named her South by with the middle name South. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I like it. Or, or I, I hope, I hope the. Uh, I like it. I love those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hope his middle name is Southeast and. <laughs> He's got the full compass. And he's got all, all of it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, three and ten parents said they are tempted to use unusual spellings because they believe it would make their child stand out. Uh, so um, it, that's how long it took us to catch up with that joke. Well, geography wasn't, you know, north, south, east, and west. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> all right, so one more time. It's the Fourth of July. So uh, a quarter said that they. They feel like strangers have gone to them and criticized their choices. Um, and the, the, the poll uh, even uh, asked for a couple examples of unusual names that are coming, becoming increasingly common. They, they gave the examples of Bear, Tiger, cool. Axel, and Diesel, to which I say, since when is Diesel an unusual name? Yeah, that's awesome. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool name. I know a, a bear. I know people. Bear Grylls. Who, yeah. 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 Well, I, I know people who named their child their boy Bear. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Grylls. Grylls. In addition to them, <laughs> I, know Brian another set. I know another bear. Really? I do. Huh. One of, the, one of the, the two brothers in the band Need to Breathe is named Bear. I think they're Bear and Bo, which are both awesome names. Tiger's kind of interesting, <laughs> though, isn't it? Bear, I feel but, like I can get my head around, but Tiger... Well, I feel like you're, you're automatically people are just going to think Tiger Woods now, which oh, is probably yeah, a regrettable name. No, no judgment on him, but so so so, mo- so moral of the story: if if you're thinking of going very trendy or, or totally unique, just know that that some parents do later regret it. So stick with the tried and true. That's what you're saying, Steve, Adam. See, I, I don't know David. about that. I don't know about tried and true. I would just say don't go too trendy. You know, I wouldn't. I would say maybe not not you know emulate after like a, a celebrity I, trend or something. I would just say yeah. this. Have a reason yeah. for the name. A yeah. meaning. Yeah. Have a meaning that, that matters to you. It's like getting a tattoo. It's for the rest of your life. Maybe have a reason for the tattoo. Don't just go get a tribal thing on the lower back. Right. But just like, or a dolphin. Like what if a, it's your child's name in Chinese letters? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and your child happens to be named Dolphin. And they were born in the year of the, of the tiger. <laughs> That's yeah. the, I mean, having a meaning is very important. That's why I named my son Hashtag. <laughs> right. <laughs> he watched, hey, by the way, he's still trending. Does everybody. <laughs> did, you guys all have. What, that doesn't make sense. Good. Why, why does everybody name their kids what they named them? Like, what were the meanings behind your kids' names? We didn't have a name. Uh, so I asked Twitter one night. Like, we were on month no, eight. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on month eight. Couldn't find anything. We needed something that was two syllables to go with strang. We needed something that went down, like 
Da 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 da. Cameron, uh-huh. straight, you know. Yeah. And I, I have to clap still I, when I figure out syllables. <laughs> so hang on, hang on, hang on. Go and okay. <laughs> we and he, I wanted it to be Tiger. unique. What's tiger, it? tiger would have worked. Tiger, tiger. tiger. No, but see, I can't think you can. I think you can fake one or two syllables in tiger. It North. Oh, it yeah. can't yeah. end on an S. Because Strang, so yeah. it'd be like so, so, so. Joyce Strang. Like, what is that? Yeah, you know? too, so you can't do that. Too blendy. And I wanted to have meaning. And so I put all those parameters out there for Twitter. Wow. And we woke up the next morning. There was like 400 replies. With so you did a lot of clapping the next day. <laughs> so Saturday morning, we laid in bed and just scrolled through them all. And a guy said, we just named our son Cohen. It means uh, called apart, a unique one. And uh, looked it up. And uh, it, it was... it's uh, and, in uh, the Jewish faith, it's the the rabbinical line. If you're a priest, wow. um, you were uh, called apart, uh, and and you were a Cohen, and so it means called called by God, one who is called by God. And I I really resonated with that meaning, huh. and then it sounded fine, you know, with our name. Mm-hmm. Wow! And uh, so he, I was just super thankful for this one guy. He just named his son that, and mm-hmm. we're like, in a split second, that was the one. That's, That's the cool. name. That was ours. Wow. I like it. How'd did you, you did that? Yeah. Did that guy know? That yeah, yeah. I wrote him back, and I was like, "Like we decided right then that like that was, that it. was the like name. instant. The like name. when you saw the tweet, you're like, yeah, 'That's yeah. the one.' Within yeah. a few minutes, I tweeted him back and said, "You just named our son. Thank you very, very cool. much. Cool. Yeah, that's a really. I had never thing. really heard. I'd never heard that name before. Mm-hmm. I never would have really come across it. It wasn't in any baby books. So wow. Anyway, but it yeah, it really is cool. So does he get like any visiting time with Cohen? Like does he get like <laughs> to pick him up every now and then from daycare? Hey, it's your old uncle Max. I don't know. He named you. He named you. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> old Uncle Max. Old Uncle Max. <laughs> that doesn't sound weird. Drives a minivan. Yeah. Let's set the yard on fire, buddy. <laughs> Come on, it's the fourth of July. Let's not tell you. Again. It's old we're playing by old Uncle Max's rule. I gotta get all, I gotta get all the hair off my legs. ASAP. <laughs> What did well. <laughs> it's hot out. Let's burn the hair off our legs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to play with Uncle Max. Uh, okay. What do you have, Eddie? Okay. So, listen. Listen. I picked this for pun reasons, but if you could just give mm. me a half a second to okay. finish the story. <laughs> um, so, somebody posted this. I'd seen it before that, but once this person posted it, I was done. So, uh, so this creeps me out big time, but I can't stop thinking about it. So, I'm not sure if it falls under funny or creepy, but... So the first ever human head transplant is now possible. <laughs> so that's basically the story. Um, was it voluntary? So, but here, is it voluntary? Did they just trade heads? So here's the thing. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so, uh, so technical barriers to grafting. It's an elective procedure. You've got to stop for a second. You've got to let me get to my joke. Uh, Technical (laughs) barriers to grafting one's person head onto another can now be overcome. Uh, And so the problem was was reconnecting the spinal cord. Right. But apparently, like, they... They can do that. Uh, now they're able to reconnect the spinal cord, and they're saying that this could be a really significant uh, procedure uh, for certain individuals um, who have um, enough spinal cord left intact to allow for a head transplant. Um, now, what was interesting is that when the doctor was asked, you know, is this possible on animals? The guy was like, oh, yeah, we've been able to do that since the 1970s. So totally. right. okay, we've been swapping animal heads for decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We watched Jr. get shot with monkey walrus. That was totally. Wow. Do we get that joke? I, yeah. I yeah. wrote that. Oh, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that's do you have a note that says insert Dallas joke here? 
<laughs> that was the first time I thought of a joke on the way over, and that will be the last time I do that. I was, but monkey walrus and me watching Jr. get shot. That's uh, great. Anyhow, so anybody can swap heads now. Basically, is the moral of it, and that's my slice. Well, I just want to. I just want to slice. I just want to cap that off a little bit. Yes. I'm glad that we're. F- <laughs> just work top of the dome here. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, well, I'm just glad we're finally facing the issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, I actually have a question. Okay, I'm do the best is I Face can. Off possible, the film with Nicolas Cage? Yes. The a, head. A rhesus monkey got to switch heads with another monkey in 1970. It, I don't think it's interspecies head switching. So, number one, Futurama was wrong because the whole heads in the jar thing, they yeah. could have just been stuck on the bodies. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. So, f- so yet again. Future armor. Future armor. <laughs> scientifically inaccurate. <laughs> but the weird, the weird thing is, is like ethically. Yeah, here's actually where I was going. Sorry, is like from a Christian standpoint. I know. If 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 a if a terrible accident happened and somebody was going to lose their body and somebody else lost their head, well, let's just you know mash them up. Yeah, one plus one equals two. Where where's the soul? Oh. Hmm. Is it? It seems well. It's in the consciousness. But is a soul a a matter of anatomical? Right. No, it's just a shell dissection. But but, I mean, the person who lost their head—it's still their heart. It's still their body. I mean, if their brain dies, I guess is that what? Well, as a Christian, I'm asking a pastor here. As a Christian, do we believe that the brain and the psyche and the mental state is where the soul resides, or is the soul? Wow, I gotta tell you, I don't know how to. I kind of like. Really I like to well, think this, of it this as is a, a whole thing: singularity, the 3D printing. What is life? What is human? It, humanity? <laughs> what is human? There's something that doesn't feel like, like, like. I mean, is saying that, like, folks with muscular dystrophy could be given a new life with this. I have a hard time believing that someone, if this actually becomes a possibility, who has muscular dystrophy, would cease to be their old self if basically their entire body was fixed. It was fixed with a donor body, but it doesn't feel like they're void of themselves. They're not because we don't believe if somebody has a heart transplant that that or a lung transplant or whatever you know they have other mm-hmm. pieces put into yeah. them that it changes the state of the soul. Right. Yet, why does it feel different with all of those pieces all of at them, one time? Right. At one time. Right. That's well, the, my question. There's a really interesting episode a few months back of Radiolab. The, there's it was called Guts that that discussed the historical. Uh, you know, religious and philosophical and scientific challenge to determine at what part of the body does the soul preside. I mean, it was literally about the same sort of conversation. And for a while, they actually believed it was in, in you know, your stomach, your guts, because that's where it, it, it feels like, it, you know, some emotions reside. I think of it more as uh, the soul is in the cloud and the body is the device. Yeah, but okay, so the person whose body is sutured on somebody else's head, their life ended. Their head, which the brain, you know, makes everything work, is dead. Yep. So their soul is is dead, but the other person whose head still works could not stay alive, could not function without this thing being attached to it. it Right, because you would never consider getting – because the donor and recipient in this is the donor is always donating the body. The recipient is the head. It would never be the other way around. Right. Fathom. Right, right, right. right. It's really crazy. What what this gets me thinking about is like life longevity. Like could Mm. you – 
uh, immortality almost. Yeah, yeah, I think I think of these old, like these really really wealthy people who will just have their old heads put on young like cryogenically bodies. frozen, like Walt Disney. Yeah, they'll clone. Maybe they'll clone themselves, or they'll you know raise a family only to just. <laughs> behead them and take their body we've talked about 3d printing we've talked about you know singularity and all the stuff that is happening yeah and at what point is god's created being you know no longer you know what when is it no longer made in the image of god when is it that this is a human made thing this is not like we've gone too far yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean like ray kurzweil the author of the book from you know years ago the singularity is here you know, talks about, you know, just nanobots alone, how the ability to create, you know, these, these tiny nanobots that can be in, injected into your body to fight diseases and build back muscle and, and reverse the, uh, you know, different causes of aging, you know, that, that's, that's right around the corner. But, but yeah, I mean, it, what are the ethical and spiritual questions that come along with that. Well, to me, like anything, you need to take something to its fullest kind of conclusion to under- to fully understand the the decisions. And so, you know, you really do look at like, um, you look at medicine, you look at uh, medical procedures, you look at, you know, heart transplants and things like that. And you're like, oh, we, we're just used to that. We have no problem with that. Okay. But you're like, okay, well, then you just take that fuller. Okay, so you continue to replace the things that are, you know, ceasing to function and we are extending life. We are, at what point is it that we have like gone beyond God's intention, creative intent? We have taken control. We have, humanism has superseded a reliance on, on a creator. When is it that we, our creation, our pursuit of perfected creation is no longer made in the image of God, but made in the image of man. That you know, so then you're kind of like, well, no, yeah, that's bad. We should not clone or create artificial humans, or da 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 da. da. But what is really fundamentally the difference between that and a heart transplant or taking medicine? You know, take literally taking uh, medicine that would, you know, you would have died at 59 years old a hundred years ago, but now because it can be treated, you extend your life to 97. Mm-hmm. You know, like really fundamentally, what is the difference? We're taking control of our own. Now I'm not going like Christian scientist on you and, you know, like saying we shouldn't have medicine and, you know, use the, the, the knowledge that, that, that we've gained. But I, I guess I ethically wrestle with, is there a magical line that at some point we are ceasing to rely on, the things that the Lord has given us and opened our eyes to and things that we've learned, tools that we have, and we have gone too far. Where well, is that line? Well, it's like the, you know, the, the other side of that argument is that God gave us an intellect and he, mm-hmm. he, he put us in, in a world that you know, is capable of producing technology and means to you know, do what Jesus called to do, which right. he called us to do in part, which is to heal the sick. Right. And, and you know, so, so, so it is, it, there is a lot of ethical questions that arise when it comes to the, the merger of biology and technology. But at the same time, it, it, you know, part of the Christian calling is to, you know, care for the sick. And obviously in, 
in Jesus' example, that, that those were by supernatural means. But I think, I think you know, we, we were still encouraged to do whatever we can to alleviate suffering in people who, who are hurting, even if that means advanced medical science. Right. Uh, I don't have. I don't think anybody would disagree with you. So, so then I say, well, if it's just, oh, well, if we know how to do it, keep doing it. You know, there's no, there's, there is no line. We are on the cusp of being able to create artificial human life. I mean, that is that oh, they can. With 3D printing can create, we've talked about this, biological flesh materials. They have created uh, living cellular organisms. Um, they are to the point where, I mean, we could, you know, if you lost an ear in an accident, they could basically clone your other ear, 3D print a living organic ear, <laughs> suture it onto you, and you are fixed, you know, that sort of thing. Or, or limbs could be replaced and things like that. And so... There, we're on the cusp of, in the next decade, being able to create human life hmm. artificially, and you have the singularity aspects with the computers and self-awareness and things like that. So humanity can create humanity, but we as Christians believe that we are made in the image of our creator and that God ordains life. And so at what point, you know, so if we're saying like, well, hey, we have the knowledge and intellect to be able to you know, have health and healing and things like that. That's wonderful. We have the knowledge and intellect to create human life that is not made in the image of its creator. Hmm. That, you know, I guess fundamentally, we have to decide as Christians where the soul realm lives in all this. From a secular perspective, human's human. But from a Christian perspective, hmm. I think that there's something much deeper. We believe that the flesh is a shell. It is not... The being, the being is a spiritual being. Mm. That's what we believe. And humans can't create a spiritual being. You are creating a flesh shell. And so then that flesh shell grows up and makes decisions and goes to church. I mean, I'm saying, like, this is what we're on the cusp of. Mm. And nobody in the Christian community is talking about it. And the scientific community is saying, hallelujah, we're going to be able to solve cancer and disease and create... Humans that can live in perpetuity, you know, like that's the goal here. And wouldn't we want all that? There would be no death and disease and suffering anymore. And it's it's nirvana, essentially. And as humanity, that's what we strive for. They're trying to become God. And so nobody's saying that's a bad thing. And the church is ignorant because they go, science is bad. Well, guess what? Turning a blind eye to it ain't helping things. Yeah, I, and I think I think there is sort of also even even a fine line when it comes to motivation, where you know, like you were saying, we were created in the image of God, but part of that isn't just the physical image, but it's you know we've inherited many of God's characteristics, and 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 fundamental to that is the desire to create, you know. And that can be applied in different ways, whether it's, you know, creatively, you know, in, you know, whether someone's an, an artist or a writer or something. But at the same time, I think, you know, a lot of these these issues don't start off with the negative motivation of wanting to experiment or, or become God. But, but we do have a, an innate desire to create because that's, you know, we are made in God's image and that's what he is. He's a creator. But but it does it does draw the question of when 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 does that desire to create become a negative thing? When there's a wolf monkey, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, w- if you're watching Dallas with a half breed of a bear and a walrus, I yeah. think you've gone too far. Right. <laughs> if a wolf monkey does emerge, I will probably worship it just out of safety. Just to be safe. Just to be safe. Just to be safe. Like wolf monkey. <laughs> now that's I, a question. I, I think I, that's I sing what, you praises. And I, I worship a wolf monkey. I think that's <laughs> what the Israelites were worshiping when they were wandering the desert. Yeah, was, wolf uh, monkeys. The Ten Commandments. Was it yeah. wolf, it was monkey? wolf monkey. Yeah, because we've had head transplant. Uh, technology since then since the 17s since the se- yeah. yeah or the 70s bc yeah well that's what they meant by 70s yeah <laughs> bc, <laughs> they meant BC. Yeah. all right what do you have calvin that blows my mind. um well it's an interesting segue because you talk about uh custom ordering uh humans babies yeah custom ordering babies and in a way uh and i don't want to be offensive but in a way um which means <laughs> Wait, if you have to preface yeah. something yeah. i don't want to be offensive it may be offensive uh china has uh, been putting policies on you know, their community and their citizens for a while about like one child homes, you know, right. like you can't right. have more than one child, right. things like that. Um, and now they've done something interesting. So yes, uh, this is part of my Asian beat. Right. 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 China. Okay. Yep. China. Um, there's a new China law that forces adults, adult children to visit their parents. Okay. They are for- Wait, they, they legally obligated to you visit their parents. Legally obligated to spend time with your parents. You're elderly. Um, China has a part of their, it's a main part of their culture. What if your parents too. aren't elderly yet? What if they're just in their like mid forties? Uh, I believe it still applies. Okay. Um, Do you? Did you just make that up? No, it, it still applies. It's in the law. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Did you write this law, Calvin? No, no I have a deep knowledge of uh, of China law policies. Yeah. yeah. yeah a lot of people don't know this. Calvin was a lawyer in China. In China. I was. Which inspired Cloak and Dapper. Right. And and why I do the Asian beat, because I still like to stay abreast of what's going on over there. Totally. And anywho, um, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, this felt like it. <laughs> what a weird thing this has become. I love it this felt, uh, It felt appropriate to talk about because we have music by the mother's hip. We have you know music by Papa, and uh, you know I don't know if it'll get on the recording, but we were singing "Cats in the Cradle" a little earlier, so I think it's important <laughs> to respect you know your elderly or respect your parents. I mean, but here's the thing: like, what does it say about your relationship with your family if you are by law obligated to spend time with them? And I think part of it is there's uh, at least two days a year. So not only can, are, can your can your parents report you if you don't visit? I, I imagine. I mean, cause, you know, there's another part of the thing is that China doesn't have the amount of uh, assisted living facilities or retirement homes that we have here in America. So a lot of the elderly are kind of just left on their own. It's and not the, like they don't have the means. It's just culturally, culturally, that's just not a thing they do. It's not a thing they do. Yet culturally, it's very important to respect your elders and their culture. It's huge. So a lot of them remain in the family, but when younger people go out on their own, they want to do well, and they're very you know work driven. You know, there's a big work ethic in that culture. They're kind of abandoning their parents. I kind of wanted to open it up a little bit um, to, to the point of like, what is it saying about like, like you, you call your mom, hey mom, can I? You know, I'd like to come and visit you. I know they wouldn't be speaking like this. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't want to visit me. You're just visiting me because you have to. Yeah. You know, like, what is that going to do? So the mom in this scenario is a little passive-aggressive. She's a little, little passive-aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And she's trying to entrap her son to get him arrested. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want to visit me. You don't Thought, love this me. This is the trap, and I'm coming. This yeah. is the law. Uh, this is the Calvin law. It's, it just seems like a very, very weird thing. 
And so, they, so your slice is actually the news that that China is wanting to enact this law that the children have to spend two days a year with their parents. With a slight commentary, yes. Two days, what a, if, two what days if, a year, that seems like not a lot, right? But what if, like, as a child, your head was separated from your body? Right. right. I'm uh-huh. with you. Which so parent who, are which you parent? obligated the to spend time with? The body's parents or the head's parents? Both. Mm-hmm. both. That's four days so a year. four days a year. That's terrible. That's a whole different. The repercussions for not doing this. Okay. You will be fined. Okay. And you may have to go to what they call detention, which I'm assuming is just your, like your standard jail time. But you, so so wow. so two we'll days, two days with your parents, jail or would be prison. preferable, right? To some people, I, I'm just going to run the risk. I'm going to I'm going to take I'm the gonna, jail time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's worth it. All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Vampire Weekend. You're listening to Washed Out. The song is It Feels Right. And I say do it. Vampire Weekend, as if you didn't know, is a rock band from New York City that formed back in 2006. The band's first album, uh, appropriately called Vampire Weekend, was released in 2008, and their follow-up, Contra, in 2010. They've just released their third album, Modern Vampires of the City, It debuted at number one on the Billboard charts. They're on the current cover of Relevant Magazine. You might have heard of it. You should subscribe. Relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. And uh, we wanted to uh, bring you part of that conversation. Without any further ado, here is our managing editor, Tyler Huckabee, speaking to Ross Dam, the guitarist, keyboardist, and one of the vocalists for Vampire Weekend. Where did you guys end up recording uh, the new one, Modern Vampires? So, a bunch of it we recorded in in my apartment in Brooklyn. A lot of the pianos in my apartment, my upright piano. And then we were, we started a, a couple of songs in uh, Martha's Vineyard on a retreat that me and Ezra took up there. And then we took those sessions to L.A. And um, we started working on them with my friend Ariel, who's also a record producer. So the three of us kind of started getting in there and and re- refining what we had. And then Chris and Chris came, our drummer and our bass player, and recorded a lot of their parts to analog tape, which is something that we'd never done before. So the, I guess the places were Brooklyn, Martha's Vineyard, and Los Angeles. The gloves are off, the wisdom teeth are off, what you on about? I 
like it's always hard when you take something that you love doing, like playing music, and when you're first starting out, you can just do it for love of of making cool music. But now you're in a place where you have to intentionally try to decompress, and you have a lot of pressure on, and, and you're in Paris doing press. Do you feel like there's more pressure on it? Does that take some of the actual joy of the process out? I think there's there's always going to be joyful moments when a song comes together really quickly, or when you sort of crack the code for a song and figure out a way to make it better by taking something out or adding something to it. Mm-hmm. So those joy those joyful moments are always kind of occurring, and then what comes after it has its joys too, you know. <laughs> and and sometimes you realize a lot a lot of things that you hadn't realized about an album. When you're talking about it, so. What have been some recent revelations? Have there been any recent revelations about your album? Well, there was one that I had, which was throughout making this album, we like we experimented with adding these these crowd sounds. We like like adding these atmospheres in moments. And then, as we've been talking about the album, a lot of people have been asking us why why is it called Modern Vampires of the City. And in retrospect, we thought about this album as a city in and of itself. Hmm. And it's made me think about, you know, why, why, why were we attracted to putting in these bustling crowd noises? These, like, the sounds of people at a party or people in a cafe. Why, why did we want to throw those into this recording? And it's made me think maybe that there was an invisible hand that was guiding us. And, and telling us to do things that we were not conscious of. out there who who they're trying and they're playing like these little shows and they're doing little bars and they just feel like there's a lot more failure than success and they probably get somebody like vampire weekend they're like i just want to be doing that and but they feel like they're like success is just so far out of reach for them right now but you say like well you just got to keep you just got to keep failing yeah i do think that (laughs) (laughs) that's really depressing advice i think you got to be i think you got to be comfortable with failing Though, and I think there's some people who fail at something and it scares them off, and then they don't try again. You got to be able to fail, but know that at the end of the day, you will succeed. Somehow, I had that with music. 
since I was a young age. But uh, I think you gotta you gotta believe in you gotta believe in something. There's like some kind of higher plane that you're serving. So You would say that for you, like I was talking to, who was it? I think I was talking to to Fun recently, and he said, "Well, I don't think I could do anything besides music." But you would say there's all kinds of things I'd like to try besides music. There are, but I know that in order to be good at them, I'd have to fail a lot, and I'd have to put in ten thousand hours or whatever. <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> I have put in the ten thousand hours of music to get to a point where I'm happy with the stuff that I make for myself. You know, you have to be. You have to be proud of what you make. Yeah, but that's like super depressing advice to somebody. It's just like, well, if you're failing, you're doing the right thing. It means you're on the right first step. The world is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Reality is depressing. But yes, I do think that. I think that if you fail at something enough, but you keep going, you will be successful. I think that if you fail and then it leads you to not try anymore... And you're frustrated because you haven't achieved success either on your terms or on someone else's terms. Then uh, you just need to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, that frustration is natural. You know, we experienced frustration on this album, but we kept going. And and you know, specifically in terms of songwriting, we kept writing songs until we had enough that we were happy with. That was Vampire Weekend. Check out their new album, Modern Vampires of the City. Well, pretty much everywhere. You can also find out more at vampireweekend.com. Listen to the everywheres. The song is "Someone Disappeared." It's horrible. Yeah. Um, the, if they're everywhere, shouldn't they be able to find the person that disappeared? Yeah, it's a conundrum. It's from the album "The Everywheres." Paradox. Yeah. 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 There's probably a lot of interband arguments about the, the everything concept. I don't, I don't like those guys. Yeah. I don't know we should have gone that. with the Oneiders. I don't know why I played that song. <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I like them. <laughs> they're great. The everywhere. Someone disappeared. Well, uh, I am not Cameron. 
Uh, I kicked Cameron out for this segment. Yeah. He uh, he actually had to step out for a minute. He'll be back for feedback. But uh, but we decided to play a game, and uh, we decided to get a listener on the line for this game. And uh, Eddie, you're you're new to the podcast, Calvin. You've been around for a little bit, so you've mm-hmm. done this game before. Yeah. Jesse obviously yeah. has done this game. Um, but we have a very very special classic game uh, that listeners love and we love to play, and it's called Indie Band or Firework. That's right. So so Eddie found out yesterday that he was going to be playing a game, and he asked, is there anything that I can do to prepare for this game? And I said, really, there is nothing Nothing. that you can possibly do. You're probably (laughs) already (laughs) overprepared. I think, think, uh, uh, Chad, you can correct me if I'm wrong. This may be the third year that we're doing it, and and I wanted to make sure most of these should be totally brand new names. I don't think there are any crossover from years back. That's amazing. The fact that we're doing this three years in a row is, is... I think that puts this game up for a lifetime achievement award for the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 been going the same amount of time as the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we decided to get a listener on the on the line with us, and uh, so we sent out a tweet this morning. We said, "Who wants to play a game against Eddie?" Uh, and Ishmael Mendoza hit us up, and this is what he said. I'm just going to read this for you, Eddie. I okay. want you I want you to tell me how you feel about just this. soak this in. <laughs> Do it. He said Eddie's nickname will be forever known as Petty Eddie after I'm done with him. Choose me. Oh, oh my burn. gosh. So uh, speak- welcome to the podcast, Ishmael Mendoza. Wow, hey, Ishmael. Ishmael. You speak to your mom, Hagar, with that <laughs> freaking uh, tone? <laughs> Bible joke, relevant. Good job. Next. <laughs> welcome, Ishmael. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, uh, so where are you calling us from? I'm calling from the bright lights of Fresno, California. Oh. What are you doing, Fresno? I am, uh, I'm in software support, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I work for a software company. So, you're, can you tell us what it is? Is it a print shop? No, it, it's a it's actually a human resource software company called People Matter. Oh, cool! Huh. You Very matter. Cool. Yeah. That's neat. Behind the, I'm going going a little behind the curtain for the for listeners here. When we got you on a second ago, you said you you turned the air off for sound reason. Is it pretty hot there in Fresno? It is. Yeah, right now it's uh, 10 a.m. and I believe it's in the 90s right now. Oh. Yeah. So you're sweating this game. You're sweating your uh, your competition against Eddie already. I, I am, yeah. I'm both sweating, uh, uh, you know, in competition-wise and, and uh, physically. So. And quite yeah, Now, Ishmael, let me ask you this. What is your current knowledge on the topics of both fireworks and indie rock bands? It, in a scale of 1 to 10, I would say probably around an 11. Oh, uh, oh nice. My, wow. my goodness. Hey, yeah, do you know... I don't want to come off as overconfident, but... No, know. I think that's no, how that you've come off. that sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah, you've been, come off as overconfident. Hey, I want to ask you something. Do you know that by 4 p.m. in Fresno, it's going to be 106 degrees today? I didn't know that, but thanks for the uh, for the heads no, up. No, that's that's real. Like you got to be careful. Turn on that air. Let's start playing. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a real problem. All right. Well, let me run through the rules real quick. Calvin, are you keeping score for us? Yep. Uh, and I'm going to. Uh, I do nothing. Right. Abide by here. the yeah, official you... Cameron Strang rule point system, <laughs> which means he's really not keeping tra- any track at all. Right. Now, I got one more question for Ishmael. Uh, have you heard the, a version of this game in the past on the Relevant Podcast? Uh, I've heard a similar version, but not anything to do with these two topics. Yeah. Okay, right. good. Because we, we've done Indie Rock Band or oh, yeah. quite a few different times. Uh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But the Firework one is reserved for July 4th. Did you do it with John Acuff? Is that we might that? We might have. It's all a blur. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm going to run through the rules for <laughs> all one big podcast. So, so how it works is we're going to alternate between Ishmael and Fresno and Eddie there in Orlando, in the Orlando studios. And each one will be, uh, I'll, I'll read them a name, and you have to tell me, 
is the, is what I'm reading the name of a firework that you can buy right now online to purchase for your 4th of July Day celebrations? Or is it the name of a recent indie rock band or an album name from an indie rock band? So you don't have to tell me if it's an album or an, an, an indie rock band name, but you have to say it's, a, it's either an indie rock name or it's either a firework name. Do you guys have any questions before we get started? Nope, I got it. Oh, what, what's at what's stake? What are we playing for now? Actually, normally you play, of hot you, you play for nothing. Normally, yeah, normally. Oh, really? but you're um, in for a treat. This you're time. in for a treat because uh, our very own Calvin Kearley, who runs uh, an amazing gentleman's store called Cloak and Dapper, thank you, has offered to give some swag away. Three thousand dollars worth of merch, <laughs> right? One of no, everything. Ishmael, are you familiar with with uh, Cloak and Dapper? Have you heard us talk about that before? Yeah, I actually follow him on Instagram. Oh, look at that. Oh, cool. Oh, well, very thanks. cool. Well, you may you may be, should this game go the way you think it's going to go, you may be in line to get some of those items you saw on Instagram. Yeah. So, And since, uh, since Ishmael, since you're, since you're the guest, I'm going to uh, let you kick off the contest for today. You have to tell me whether <laughs> that the word Hootenanny <laughs> is a firework that you can purchase online or the name of an indie rock band or indie rock band album. The, the word is Hootenanny. Wow. Um, well, I don't own either an album or uh, a firework named either, so I'm going to go with... Um... Hey, just for clarity, what fireworks do you own right now that we'll know not to ask you? <laughs> yeah, do you have like a, a, a pile that you're kind yeah. of cross-referencing okay, So you got the some game? of those black snakes. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not at liberty to say at this point. I get it. Yeah, he doesn't want to. You're going to need to get them out of your house because yeah. it's 106 degrees there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so dangerous. Ishmael. Hootenanny. Call me Ishmael. Do it. Um, I would say that's an indie band. Ooh. I'm sorry. The correct uh, answer is firework. Oh. So, so that's zero, sorry. zero. I'm ready. Yep. All zero. right, Eddie. The next one Battle of Saratoga. Battle of Saratoga. Is it an indie rock name? Or is it a firework? Battle of Saratoga. I'm going to just go with my gut, and I'm going to say indie rock band something. Your gut is incorrect. Classic Cuda. Classic Cuda. All right, so we're off to a, a thrilling start here. Really? Apparently nobody wants to Me and Ishmael. Uh, uh, it's yeah. neck and neck, guys, yeah. so far. Neck and neck. All, neck. all zeros. All right, Ishmael. Primal Scream. Primal Scream. Is that an indie rock name, or is it a firework? You know, it sounds like a dead giveaway that it's a firework, but I'm going to go in the opposite and say that's an Don't indie. do it. Don't oh, do it. Ish. You are correct. Oh. Oh. It's all the wow. four. Good job. <laughs> all right. It is job. one zero is, Ishmael in the lead. Is that a okay. band or is that an album, Jesse? That is a band, wow. Primal Scream. Well, they're really good. <laughs> are you a fan? Oh, huge. Caught them on tour. Huge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love them. <laughs> all right, Eddie. Brink of Disaster. Oh, man, that has to be a firework. Please let it be, because that's so cool. It is a firework. Pictures on the internet. I know they I, sh- I, I should have stretched like- it out a little bit for uh, time purposes. You just got to go. I, go with your gut. I just, that felt really fun. All right, guys, uh, so an we update. Gotta, we got a tie ball game. An update on the score. It is uh, <laughs> still neck and neck. Yeah. 1-1. One, one. Awesome. Uh, all right, all right, Ishmael. Mega Mojo. Mega Mojo. Ooh, it sounds like something I can find uh, in the Cloak and Dapper. Uh, oh. But. Yeah, it could be a mustache wax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with my gut and say that this is a firework. 
You are correct. You know oh. your firearm. Well done. Great job. Ishmael, that was worth three points. <laughs> oh. Yes. oh, so you really are pulling a camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now the score is uh, Ishmael has four. Eddie, you only have one. You might want to work on that. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> suicide Black Snake. Oh. Suicide Black Snake. Now, just for clarity's sake, would Chad's high school band be considered an indie band? Right. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yes. I know he was a. It was a. It, suicide you know, Black uh, Snake. Suicide Black Snake's an odd name for a worship band. Yeah, we were but. more of a folk punk pop. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I get worship it. band. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Um, okay, I'm going to go. Well, I know the Black Snake is a firework. But see, this is why I think you're messing with me, because I know that, and that's a very popular firework, but maybe there's just a... See, this is very difficult. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go firework. I'm sorry. That is, a, that is a, an album from the indie rock band Integrity. Oh, oh good try. Um, yeah, and that's, that's unfortunately, Eddie, that was a bonus point <laughs> system <laughs> question, so you are now... Uh, that's going to be a minus two on that, so... Bummer. <laughs> Yeah, so you're a negative one right now. Ishmael, you can you can right now take a commanding league. <laughs> if you can tell me if TNT Subhead is an indie rock band or the name of a firework. TNT Subhead. Now, this is a really crafty question. I think you're trying to throw me off yeah. because okay. uh, TNT is an obvious name for uh, fireworks. So I'm going to go in the opposite and say it's an indie rock related you got it. It's the oh, name really of the band. Good. You saw through my tricks. Oh, He's boy. all over this. Oh, boy. Eddie, you're in a dangerous place well right done. now. Well Ishmael, done. Ishmael, uh, unless you have 14 more of these, <laughs> I think I've lost, but we're going to keep going. Ishmael, that was very good. Uh, you get a Roman numeral two for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, Eddie. Call the law. Call the law. Um, okay. Well, obviously, we all know this, right? Chad? Sure. Oh, naturally. Obvi. Ready? Okay, it's a firework. You're correct. Yeah. Call the laws of firework. Your little delay when I speak gives, makes me very uh, nervous. Very good. Uh, Eddie, that was actually worth seven points. So um, you were at negative one, so now it's tied up six to six. <laughs> Ishmael, dark revenge. Dark revenge. Dark revenge. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and say that is a firework. You are correct Man. again you, with the lead. He's unstoppable. He's all over this game. And a joke. He's trying. He, he's yeah. trying out for Jesse's spot. He's all really over this funny. Game. He's <laughs> the John A. Cup of podcast games. Oh, well, I just want to say Ishmael did get that right, and he did earn an extra twelve points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Eddie. Um, we're get, we're gonna go one more, and then we're gonna go to the final round. Uh, floating coffin. Floating. Uh, floating coffin. Uh, do you, do you not want to... Oh, oh, Coffins by Coffles. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, come on, yeah, just, just, waiting know this. just waiting for you it. You should know this. Floating Coffin. Okay, I'm going to go indie band. It is an album from the band The OCs. You are correct. <laughs> I feel really well cool. Done. The OCs oh. and Big right, so, so, so this is the final the final round. Where did Eddie set. get that right? Eddie did get that right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he did get so one point that for that. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's still down a lot. So I got one, negative two, seven, and one. Right. Ishmael got one, three, Roman numeral two, and then 12. <laughs> Right, so the current score is. Uh, <laughs> we got to take a picture of that. Ish- Ishmael, <laughs> you have eighteen points. Eddie, you have seven points. Cool. No. So, this what is, the, is this, this last, last one round. for? Uh, this uh, anyone's game, except for <laughs> except for mine. Somehow, this is anyone's game. But Ishmael, I will. Uh, uh, I'll go to you. You have the lead. You can you can keep it if you can tell me if the Jet Age of Tomorrow is a firework or indie rock band. The Jet Age of Tomorrow. Yeah, before I answer, I just have to say, is since this is a last round, would you consider that the lightning round? 
Oh, hey, oh, I see goodness, what you did there. so good. And with that, I'm going to say firework. That is an indie rock band. Ooh. <laughs> the game just got interesting. It just got real. So, Ishmael. Ishmael, I'm taking away your Roman numeral two. Okay, so you're at 16 you're then. At 16. And I, so he's up nine. He's up nine. So right. this one, last one's worth eight. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the, last one is called, the last one is called, if you can tell me if this is an indie rock band slash album or firework. Uh, we may have had this in years past, but it's too good not to do. Apache Fire Dance. Apache. <laughs> Apache Fire Dance. Oh, for the win, circle takes the square. Apache Fire Dance. Firework? You're correct. <laughs> I still didn't win, though. I can tell. Ishmael, you still got the win. Oh, yeah. Ishmael took it. Yes. Okay, what's the final? What did I get for that one? Uh, that actually, last point, was worth uh, eight points. Point five. So you missed it by <laughs> a half a point. You missed it by half a point. Oh, uh, Ishmael! Well played, Ishmael! Well played, Ishmael. Congratulations yeah. on your swag! Congratulations! Well, Eddie, congrats on your first game. Yeah, congrats yeah, on your first losing really game. Yeah, and I'd like to congratulate Ishmael. Won. I hope you enjoy your cloak and dapper stuff. Awesome! Thank you. That'll do it for another round of indie rock band or fireworks. Stay tuned uh, next July fourth, uh, where we'll play it again, most likely. Yeah, absolutely. So, got a, about a year to study up on your firework. <laughs> I'll and, do uh, some indie research. rock bands, yep. Eddie. So, <laughs> all right, stay. Tuned up next, your feedback. Yeah, couple MacBook bros making hot songs over Hotmail, T.com, Back to the Future, Kid with the Faster Computer Brain, Marty McShadows, Username Scratch, we can do the thing, hang like a dookie chain, master the crap, and laugh like a cootie tang, low city rep flow, gritty plus so pretty, shoulder shimmy in my videos like the old ditty, busy playing with me at my neighbor's crib, bring some whiskey, they can sip and stay a bit, pray before I make a trip, labels wouldn't check for the kid, no babysit, now every stage is like home when I'm playing it, hotel checkouts, check out the passport, miles on the dashboard, that was just last tour, now I'm back and I'm sitting till my back sore, back at the house, you can catch me on the back porch. You're listening to Shad and uh, Scratch Bastard. Wow. The, the song is Homie, featuring Cadence Weapon. All right, it's time for feedback, corrections, apologies, and the question of the week. Uh, we have no corrections or apologies from last week. Yeah, I couldn't Look find at that. any. Look That's surprising. At that. yeah. Can we say yes. something that would be... I think you, we'll probably uh, get some this week. Yes, we can. Last week, uh, we asked you to tell us your most awkward celebrity encounter. Hey, I'm prepared to contribute to this section of the show. Okay. May I go right now? You guys went over to your podcast. To- <laughs> Sorry. So excited. Is it any- does it involve a, Dallas- a pre-scripted Dallas joke? <laughs> yeah. You all went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you also posted on our Facebook page. I forgot about that part, Cameron. Here's, here's uh, Captain Cammy. Here's, here's our... Some of our favorite replies. Go. Eddie Koffeltz would like to join this part of the show now, and he would like to say, first of all, that he's important, and the second thing you'd like to say, all right, so... You you drive a paid for car. (laughs) Hey, did you see somebody tweeted that they were behind a Buick Enclave? It made me really happy. All right, so Jeremy shared that he used to attend the Chicago Comic Book Convention annually, obviously... It was so great. Um, so one year, I was mildly excited to see a particular celebrity celebrity who is known for being uh, on a weekly TV show in the 80s. Oh, was who was known for being... Hold on, hold on. He was known for being green on a weekly TV show in the 80s. Did he shoot oh, Lou Frigno. Oh, Lou Frigno. Okay, cool. 
So I went to his booth just in time, and he saw that no one was in line, so he's pretty excited about it. So he gets in, what is Lou Ferrigno's line, and he says, and Lou Ferrigno says to him, that'll be 20 bucks. And as I looked down, and he said, he, Jeremy said, uh, no thanks, and just walked away from Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> wow. who couldn't get paid 20 bucks for his autograph. Then, Did he get mad? Uh, yeah, then get, yeah, green. But then my favorite part is how Jeremy ends his comment. He said, to be fair, it was common at Wizard World for current celebrities to charge. Of course. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. Wizard. To be fair, it was Wizard World. Wizard, Wizard, Wizard World. Really, yeah. Yeah, Jesse, I mean, to be fair, that's common Wizard World etiquette. Duh. Obviously. Jesse, you and I went went to uh, the fairgrounds that one time, didn't we? With uh, And that was Adam, I think, where, oh, where you Adam. guys saw Henry Winkler. Yeah. That's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was Adam, wasn't you? So, yeah, we went into a room, and it was the saddest room in all of the fair. And it was uh, lined with, you know, folding tables around the perimeter, and all these D-list 1980s celebrities were sitting there waiting for people to walk up to them, and then you would pay 5 10 or $20 uh, for their autograph. And, um, yeah, we saw a whole bunch of them. I mean, it was the guy, the Chewbacca guy from Star Wars was there. Uh, Henry Winkler was there. A whole bunch of them. <laughs> I met Henry Winkler once on a, on a ski trip. I was like 14 or something. I'm sorry? And he offered me French fries. Wait, okay. Okay, hold on. Wait, were they cheese you fries? You need to unpack I this. I don't recall. So you're on a ski trip. I'm on a ski trip. It was my first ski trip. I was 13 or 14. Okay. Uh, Youth group or family? Family. Okay. And we're outside at the end of the day. You know, nice, successful day of skiing. Okay. It's beautiful out. It's brisk. Surrounded by snow. Yeah. And it's brisk. And he is wearing uh, ski pant overalls. You know, that type of style. A bib. A bib type style. I remember that specifically. And uh, he was just outside eating food with his family. And I went over to say, like, I was, of course, embarrassed. And then my dad said, no, no, go say hi. Go say hi. So I, I went over and I said, uh, hey, the, hey, Fonz. Did I you say, hey, No, Fonz. you didn't call him Fonz. I did, I did call him Fonz. Like, hey, Fonz, it's really cool to meet you. Have a great day. He's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. you want hey, a, you want hey, some fries? You want a, want a, yeah, you want a fry? <laughs> Uh, I was like, yeah, really? sure, because of the big like steak fry type thing. I remember. Wow, I haven't thought about this forever. He offered me a steak fry, and I took the steak fry and I walked away. Hey, <laughs> hey life lesson: if Henry Winkler offers you a steak fry, you, you take, take it. Yeah. You yeah, darn you well and take run. it. Yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, those were happy days. It's amazing. Oh, oh. oh. Well that was one. There's, a, there's an old TV yeah. show that you well did. Yeah, yeah. And then he charged me twenty bucks for the fry. <laughs> <laughs> and then Link Ferrigno punched me in the face. All right, what's, uh, more feedback's good. Okay, so Douglas Odin, he said after a Me Without You show, uh, his brother was offered cheese fries from frontman Aaron White. Henry Winkler. <laughs> Loved that one. <laughs> which he gladly accepted as they talked near the merch table. Later informed, I've, I later informed my brother that he saw Aaron pull those out of a nearby by garbage can. Oh. <laughs> I, I had a, actually, and I don't mean to, you know, I know that that band and those guys, like, you, you know, really believe in the dangers of overconsumption. So I, I'm not, this isn't critical, but I can back up that that story is probably true. I had one time met Aaron White. This is when I was at the, working in the Relevant booth one time. And I was at the Relevant booth and, and Me Without You had that booth next to us. And we, we chatted for a minute, you know, just kind of small talk. And he pulled a barbecue sandwich out of his pocket and offered it to me. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like the pocket of his pants, he had a barbecue sandwich. Who doesn't, though? Douglas also had a good one where he said that uh, he had met Lecrae one time. And, and he tried to say, <laughs> what's, what's up, bro? But for some reason, forgot to say the R. 
And so for some, he, he believes that Lecrae now thinks he just said, what's up, Bo? <laughs> I like uh, John talked about he met uh, Delirious or Delirious. And he met Martin Smith at the merch tent. And uh, he thought it would be cool at the time to pray for Christian celebrities. What? And so he no. asked this guy if he could pray for him, at which point his friend is videotaping this, uh, videotaping John praying for this oh, no. for the, for uh, for this guy for Martin Smith and Martin Smith's just kind of looking around shrugging and smiling <laughs> as poor, as John is praying for him wow. just the awkwardness of that moment That's amazing, really funny. I think it comes from a good heart but that is a weird moment That's funny. A- April said that uh, again a lot of people must go to uh, a lot of Christian music so she, she, because she met Michael Gunger and for some reason unexplainable uh, reason when she she was 21 at the time for a little context she asked Michael Gunger if she said, "Will you adopt me?" <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. but it was like a real offer. Like, hey, I I need this to happen. Seriously, I, actually, my parents I haven't visited them for a while, and they're the walls after me. Yeah, yeah. he I had adoption forms under I'm his gonna, hat. We're going to prison. Off. Yeah, yeah. Man, hey, I did. I did too. Feedback. Hey, good job, Eddie. Good. Good. Thanks, guys. Good. good job. All right, that's uh, it for last week's feedback. If you want to chime in, go check it out at the website. Uh, there's a lot more. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right, well, it's July 4th weekend. July 4th just happened, and you know many people are celebrating for the full four days. Uh, we want to know your craziest July 4th slash fireworks slash mishaps slash awesomeness. Eddie Four Fingers story <laughs> as it relates to, you know, celebrating independence from tyranny. So head over to the uh, podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Post your replies there. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and uh, hit us up on our Facebook page, Relevant Podcast. Don't post it on the Relevant Facebook page no, because they'll, we be, don't read they'll be confused. I would like uh, them to post it on a really random comment section of a really random website and then just like the send, Henry Winkler and then just send us the link <laughs> I like it. and post the link on our website. That like would it. make me really happy. That would be good. I like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, many thanks to Vampire Weekend for talking to us. Make sure to check out their new album, Modern Vampires of the City, which is the soundtrack for World War Z. Uh, you can find out more at VampireWeekend.com or follow them on Twitter at Vampire Weekend. Thanks to uh, Ishmael for uh, playing our game Indie Rock Band or Firework. Congratulations on your Cloak and Dapper swag. On that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Calvin Kearley. I'm Jesse Carey. For Chad Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com.
Other firework names include Up in Smoke, Big Red One, Shriller, Phantom Sea Blue Candle, Flaming Spear, Silver Salute Head Bomb, 90 Second Crackling Assault, Hocus Pocus, Pyrophrenical, Vector 9 Rockets, 8 Second Ride, Corruption, Delirium, Horseshoe Crab, and Delta Fire. Have a safe 4th of July, kids. <laughs>